Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Horror Hangout podcast where free bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor and I'm joined by a Mr. Ben Errington. I thought Andy was going to jump in then, but you know, <laughs> snap. And another Mr. Uh, Andy Mr. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? It's 2021. Hello. 2021. Yeah, we made it. First episode. We this made is the first it. Film. This is the first film first episode, film. right? Yeah, because. Yeah. The best of last year came out this year. This year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you're okay. listening in the future, in which case it came out in a different year to both of those. I think we're covered. Just check the yeah. date of this yeah. podcast if you're confused, you know. It can be confusing. Yeah. Uh everyone been alright? Everyone been doing anything? Yeah. No. What do you know? That's what my dad always said. What do you know? What do you know? Or what, what don't you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Just, what do you know? I feel like I get all, all nervous when somebody asks me that. I don't know anything, honest. Nothing. Yeah. The the right answer is not much. No, not much. I've been this has been it's pretty much not much. Yeah, that is the right answer. But yeah, not much because lockdown and I guess trying to mm. have some sort of routine in the lockdown to stop yourself, you know, just eating crisps and watching peep show <laughs> and yeah. going to bed four times a day uh, crisps are so easy to eat though as well because they're yeah. a snack so it doesn't feel like you're eating a lot but you can get through an entire multi-pack quite yeah, quickly family sized bag i always yeah. feel like i know when the, i know when my end point is on a family sized bag it's like about halfway but then i think oh no just 10 10 more but then by the time i do 10 percent more i go well i've eaten most of them now i might as well finish them just finish them there are some crisps yeah. though it really depends on the the type of crisp you're going for. Have you ever had like, um, they don't sell them in normal bags. You only get them in like the share bags. They're by the party food in the super, in the supermarket. You know, you have your cheese puffs, you mm-hmm. have your salt and vinegar chip sticks and the little twizzles. And yeah. then you get the ready salted, unfinishable splinters. The little splinters <laughs> of ready salted. Yeah, you can never finish them because. Because there's, there'll come a point they'll just miss your mouth and scatter to the four corners of yeah. your house. 
know if they've had those. Splinters. Unfinishable yeah. splinters. I'm not sure what their official name is. <laughs> they should be called that. That's something great. They're just like they're just like <laughs> stuff you, a carpenter's got on his on on the floor of his workshop. They they don't look like they should be should be consumed, but uh, yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> There's a factory there just full of like crisp sculptures made of made of crisp, and that's all the shavings from them. Unfinishable. Right. That's, how, that's how it works. I mean, crisp <laughs> as a meal. Crisps as a meal, I think, is fine sometimes if you're crisp sandwich. In a, in a rush, oh, if you're not feeling call. great, if you're feeling Chris like you just want to, not really up to cooking. Uh, Chris sandwich Chris is great. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, I'll raise you on that front, Luke. Get yourself a Monster Munch wrap now. Jesus. Well, crisp wrap is, is another option always. Have you ever had a council burger? It's like no. three, <laughs> three slices of toast, yep. but the middle slice of toast is soaked in, in beef gravy. And then you put a bit of ketchup on that. It's a council burger. If you want a council chicken burger, you use chicken gravy. Uh, get a <laughs> glass of council pop to wash it down. It's like council going to McDonald's pop. on the cheap. That's, council pop is just <laughs> it's just tap water, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great, but at the same time, also depressing. Council burgers, we used to have that a lot at, when we were students. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's nice. Did you have that couple of that tomorrow? <laughs> it sounds like something you might have invented. No, no. Someone else told me about it. A friend called Rob. He bestowed the council okay. burger to me. He cooked me one once. He oh. invited me around, and we had like a, a bottle of cheap cider and a, a council burger between us. See what that's between you. Not even one each. <laughs> when we're out of lockdown, each. maybe that'll be our celebration meal. The three of us will get together somewhere. Yeah. Us, we'll have. We'll have a lovely meal. <laughs> yeah. That sounds horrible, but I'm up for it. You know, <laughs> it's nice. It sounds lovely. I'm only joking. It sounds lovely. Yeah. It sounds very it, lovely. It, well, I wouldn't say it looks, it's not lovely. It's nice. It's nice. It's not going to change your world. Um, right. Yeah. Um, any news on the horror front? Got a couple of news bits. Um, so there's a trailer for the TV show. I haven't watched it yet. So I feel really bad that I'm about to just mention it. I've not seen the trailer, but for the CBS series, all about Clarice Starling. And it takes place oh, yeah. one year after The Science of the Lambs. It's on CBS. It's going back to 1993. Um, so Rebecca Breeds, uh, does she? Um, will star as Clarice Starling and a few other people. Is it done a little major? Actually, Paul Krendler, that's the FBI guy, isn't it? There's uh, yeah. an Agent Clark. Doesn't look like any. there's any cannibals in it. But, you know, maybe they'll add a few. But yeah, that sounds good. Is anyone interested in seeing more of this? Um, yeah, I guess first so. I've, first I've heard, although when, when you said like the title, I thought you were actually saying the title was All About Clarice. That was the name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All About Clarice. Well, like and a, it's like yeah. it's, a rom-com. Uh, yeah, or like it's a follow-up to I'm Clarice, say a name wrong. Explains, Clarice it explains It All. Exactly. <laughs> so, the synopsis, so, the, so the synopsis here. Clarice explains it all, and she does. She really does. Turns out Ferguson was the was the killer all along. <laughs> she can have a southern accent because if you remember Julianne Moore, like in the films, like she was in Hannibal, wouldn't she? She kind of like started off doing the accent a bit, and then by the end of the film, she was like, "I can't be asked with this shit. This is effort." I haven't um, so... it much about the Hannibal stuff. I haven't seen Science of the Lambs in a long time. I'm sure maybe when we, did it, we did it on the podcast. Did we do it on the podcast? I feel like it would have been on the list, the top fifty list. <laughs> I don't think it was, but you know, I think we're getting to a point now, and I think we've noticed it while discussing episodes. 
recently is that we've done so many episodes now that we're starting to forget episodes we've done. Whereas before, I think I yeah. had quite a, a, a solid list in my head of what we have done and haven't done. Now I'm starting to forget. I don't think we've done Silence of the Lambs, but... I think there's, with the exception of maybe the Alien franchise, you've done like a scant few like see, like franchise sequels as well, I don't think. There's that many. No, I think you're right, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, not come a um, time, though. We'll do Season of the Witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, so there's that. I've also seen the creep director, Patrick Bryce, his Netflix oh, yeah. horror movie, There's Someone Inside Your House, has got a plot synopsis. So is it about... What's his name? Jet, what is... What, the, the, bro- the Duplass brother. Is it about Mark Duplass? He's inside <laughs> someone's <that>? house. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Um, so apparently, McCanny Young has moved from Hawaii to a quiet small town in Nebraska uh, to live with her grandmother. Um, and then she, be- she begins getting stalked by a serial killer or a killer intent on exposing her darkest secrets to the entire town, terrorizing victims while wearing a lifelike mask of their own face. What, their own face or her face? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> if it's a lifelike mask of their own face, you'd be like, "What?" I recognise it. Or maybe it's hiding in plain sight. So if you had a, yeah. if you had a very lifelike Ben Errington mask, and if I it's so it, lifelike though, that's not going to be. You ben. won't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, but if it's lifelike, you will not be able to tell it's actually a mask. I imagine it's lifelike, but like twice the size. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining. Like in that Shia LaBeouf cannibal video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that could be interesting. I think that's coming out in 2021. That's all we've got. Nothing else. Sorry. You you guys liked Creep and Creep 2, though, right? Yeah. Did very much. Are they still yeah. doing a third one? Peach Fuzz. Uh, don't know. No idea. Uh, bad news for Jared Leto fans is Morbius has been delayed until the 8th of October 2021. Yeah. Uh, bloody hell, yeah, I know. I can't remember when it was originally supposed to be coming out, but it feels like that has been coming soon for a long, long time. I think I remember seeing a trailer. I think the, the trailer for that was a year ago. Mm. Yeah. I can't say I'm that excited about it, but I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually thought if it's in the Venom universe, which I guess it might be. Venomverse. I liked Venom. I thought it was all right. It wasn't yeah. amazing, but it was fine. Venom was fine. I'm more excited if they're you know, putting more stuff back in the Marvel stuff, but you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I've not been the not been the biggest fan of a lot of um Jared Leto stuff, particularly that he's... kind of stuff. Like I've heard yeah. he's very good in other things, but wasn't mm. a huge fan of his Joker. Um He's in a new yeah. movie called Um <laughs> The Little Things. Have yeah. you heard of that? No. Which is about two cops tracking down a serial killer and I think Jared Leto might be the serial killer and the cops are Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So just in defense of Jared Leto, Leto, Leto um, uh, Requiem for a Dream is one of my favorite yep. films. He's fantastic in that. Like he's yep. really, really good. So have you seen it, Andy? No, I've not seen Requiem for a Dream. Like I think he's just it's just one of those things, like I say, nothing against him personally. And I don't I don't know I don't instantly think like when Morbius was him, I didn't think like bad. Oh god. But, um, he definitely but, like, 
he's not on the Very other different. side of things where you know sometimes you'll see someone someone's got something's got somebody in it and you think oh great I like everything they see in them like he's got an inconsistent record for me but I'll still yeah. go and see it like you say I'm gonna go I I like him but there, some some of his performances are sometimes so close to being bad like Blade Runner twenty forty nine for example like his whole shtick in that is like not massively interesting but it's very close to being hammy and it doesn't quite go over the line mm. but it's almost that it's, it's uncomfortable to watch i feel i worry i've been maybe tainted by some of the stories of like some of the onset antics you know this whole method thing when they were doing <laughs> yeah. suicide squad it's like oh just fuck off just pretend just pretend yeah. you're that character <laughs> yeah just <laughs> pretend <laughs> i feel like that was you know that almost felt like it was for the press rather than him actually it was almost like everyone enjoying that was for the press but mm. who knows um he's 49 years old that's crazy this sounds about right how well maybe i would have gone for 45 but it's not that far off yeah but still he's the ageless stranger except he's not a stranger we all know who he is uh, <laughs> well, I'll, so, I'll see it. I'll see it when it comes around. It's not the one I'm most excited about. My experience with the character Morbius is mostly from the Spider-Man cartoon. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, same. yeah, yeah. Where he used to suck blood through his hand. Through his hands. hands. <laughs> yeah, for Saturday morning friendly ratings. Even if he had those sharp teeth. What's yeah. he got them didn't, for? Didn't need them. <laughs> They're just for show. That was literally it. Um, yeah. And the last bit of news I got here is um, Resident Evil is a set of showcase for next week uh sort of games on 21st of january there's going to be a resident evil village trailer and first ever gameplay reveal uh so put that in your bloody diaries so it's two, uh, 10 o'clock 10 p.m on january the 21st uk time uh ps5 well, right it's not going to be uh, cross yeah yes yeah, okay. i'm pretty sure it's just ps5 yeah i haven't heard anything about any uh potentially ps4 so i'm pretty sure but then again i'd rather it was that you know yeah, you got yeah, a decent chance. enough. You got a decent enough computer to play to play games on, Luke, or no? Maybe soon. Building a PC at the minute, oh, or we're okay. in the process. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, there we go. So that's that. Apart from that, has anybody seen anything this week? Um, no news-wise, um, nothing. I've got um, something to look forward to. That medium is out on the Xbox next week, maybe. Oh. Mm-hmm. That one that like runs in those two parrots. It's got like a Silent Hilly vibe where there's a normal world and horrible nightmare yeah. world, and the game runs yeah. in parallel. You can switch between them. Looks pretty good. Looking forward to playing that. Yeah, that sounds cool. That's cool. I've been playing a lot of Mad Max, which oh yeah came out a few years ago, which isn't horror, but um, it definitely has some moments that are quite horrific. If you're into Mad- the Mad Max vibe of the films, it's pretty much spot on. Um, I'm really really liking it. Um, It's open world though, right? Yeah, you like your open world stuff, don't you? Yeah, 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 definitely. I think what I've realised is with open world games, if I start, because you have like loads of stuff, like checklists to do, if I start working through them like they're a shopping list, I get really bored really quick. But if I just sort of don't worry about that, I just drive somewhere and get lost Mm. and sort of find my own little adventure. That's that's the part of open world games that I really do like. Mm. Yeah. Do what you gotta do, isn't it? Some people like checking everything off and collecting everything. Other people just like the exploration. Yeah. I like the choice. It's good. Yeah. And you've been playing Doom. You finished it, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I finished Doom. Um, I might get the Ancient Gods now. Did you get the Ancient Gods, Andy? No, I haven't yet. I might reinstall it and get it. Um, I think uh, it still seems to be like fifteen ninety nine or something. So I'm not sure how many hours worth of stuff is there. But I might wait um, for a cheeky sale because they always come on. They always come on to sales usually moments after I bought it. So I might I might wait until I definitely yeah. see it on one. I will get it because it was a great game. Yeah, there's loads of bits I want to do anyway. I want to go and collect everything and go back and play the missions. Uh, there's like a multiplayer mode which kind of seems all right. I had a few goes on it. Seems kind of interesting. You could be demon characters. Um, so yeah, loads of stuff I can do and collect before before I get bored of that. I think I did the mm. collecting. I just didn't do the. Um, I haven't done any multiplayer, but I collected all the gubbins and did all the challenges. I should have done it the first time I played through because I keep now I'm going back to levels to literally collect like one thing. Yeah, I did it as I I did it as I went through. Or if I missed a level, I did that level straight away. Just to make yeah, yeah, make, my, make myself have like less fun before I'm allowed to move on. I've got to eat, <laughs> got to eat your greens before you have your mains. Well, you can fast travel when you get to the end of the level, yeah. you, can't you? So, got to eat your greens. Uh, has anybody watched anything this week? Um, not this week. I did a big catch up just before because I know I had to jump from the episode of the year last year at the last minute. But I'd done oh, yeah. loads of catching up because. I figured we'd got to the end of the year and my 2020 had been a lot of watching older stuff and I'd missed out on quite a lot of the news, mostly because release schedules and where it had been and all that. So I just had a real blitz of um, blasting through a load of 2020 stuff. So I did like Possessor and Wolf of Snow Hollow and a ton of other, other stuff in like the last week. But um, talked about all those last week. Good times. Yeah, we did. We did read your list out on the episode as well. I did, listening in. So there you go, man. Always with us in spirit. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? Um, Anything else? Or did you burn yourself out with a year's worth? No, I watched a couple of things. Um, watched His House again for a movie night thing. Um, I'm quite a li- I'm quite liking watching films twice. Like Nowadays, you tend to just watch, because you've got so much choice, you tend to just yeah. watch something once and then move on to the next thing. But I don't know. I feel like you appreciate stuff a little more if you uh, watch it a second time. That being said, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first time, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. um, but it's still a good film. Um, also watched on Shudder. They've got like a low budget uh, black comedy horror crime thing called Fingers. Uh, I got lured in by the cool poster. Uh, it's about a woman whose colleague keeps showing up to work with more and more missing fingers on his hand. Um, so like, and it's like being cut off, like so. It's like a, a nub, like a scraggle of bone, and it's bleeding and that kind of thing. And then she's like completely freaked out by it, um, like she can't handle. For example, when she, she was buying some donuts at the start of the film, and when she saw that the person serving her had like a birthmark on her hand, as soon as she walked out of the shop, she threw him away. Like she's got like a weird like thing with like yeah. body thing. So when this guy turns up with like missing fingers, she uh, it sort of takes her on a journey to find out why he's missing those fingers and it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> pretty bizarre but pretty fun as well okay cool yeah what about you andy oh or even ben even uh oh i've only really watched a couple of things this week i watched um promising young woman the um kerry mulligan Hmm. Um, film is directed by emerald fennel who i think i don't know much about her but i think she did fleabag 
I think somebody told me she did Fleabag. Related to Fleabag, okay. Um, so this is like, uh, I, I didn't see the trailer, but from all of the marketing for it, I saw it as like, it's some a woman who's experienced some sort of trauma in her past, and now she's getting revenge on um, the men responsible through various different ways. And it's, it's a bit more nuanced than that. Uh, performances are really good. Like, it's a really good, solid film. Bo Burnham is in it, which is... Bo Burnham's in it. Yeah, he's like the lead. Well, not the lead, but obviously Kerry Mulligan's the lead, but Bo Burnham's like the next big character. Um, Alison Brie, uh, Clancy Brown. So it's a really like really solid cast. But it kind of... I wanted it to lean heavier into like the nasty side that it kept like hinting at. And for me, mm-hmm. I was like, that might make it a bit of a predictable revenge film, but I felt like it needed to go somewhere else other than where it did. Um just a bit unsatisfying in a way, but then maybe like I was expecting it to be something else. I think it just, in terms of the story it's trying to tell and the discussions on uh, re- regarding trauma, um, it kind of does enough without needing to really go full blood and guts and gore revenge film. But yeah, I just felt like it was lacking, lacking a certain something. Yeah. Sounds right. I'll give it, I might give it a little watch. Yeah, what's, it, what's it on? Is it um, is it on VOD now or? I think it's on on demand now. I think it might be on demand like tomorrow on Prime, possibly. I think I saw that listed somewhere. But yeah, Bo Burnham. Like when he turned up, I was like, "What is Bo Burnham doing in this?" And then as he was and a few scenes in, I was like, "He's really good." Oh, he is really Bo good. Burnham's good at everything. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. So easily. I remember watching those early YouTube videos. Um, yeah. I can't remember what, what the songs were there. When he was like 13 or something, and they were like really quite intelligent math raps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a, uh, one of those guys. He can do anything. Yeah. He can probably fly to the moon if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, he's great there. Um, and the only other thing I saw was there was a Netflix limited series uh, about the Yorkshire Ripper. I oh, I've seen that. It's on my oh, you saw it on my list. To, oh, you haven't seen it. It's on your list. Okay. So I think Netflix have had a couple of um, true crime things pop up recently. So the Ripper, and I think there's one about the Night Stalker as well. You know, I saw that night... today, just before we were having our dinner. Yeah. I didn't sit and watch the Night Stalker at dinner time, but <laughs> so that's about the that's like the killer in LA, isn't it? And like the Ripper show, like I feel like I kind of know all there is to know about the Yorkshire Ripper. I've seen um, Red Riding. Uh, you guys see that the free partner with like Andrew Garfield and Sean Bean and like proper bleak uh, northern drama. Um, but yeah, this kind of like highlights the like misogyny and like incompetence of the police and the press that mm. kind of went alongside it. And initially, like the first few episodes, it doesn't really mention it. But after a while, as things sort of like unravel, you realize that just how bad things were and the fact that they probably could have caught him a lot quicker than they did if the police weren't just like going, oh, he's only killing prostitutes, when in fact he wasn't. He was just, he happened to target a few prostitutes. Apparently a few of them weren't even prostitutes, but the press still reported it as they were prostitutes. So yeah, big big old shit show, but yeah. still hmm. still quite interesting Like to see. There's a lot of families of the victims as well who get to have, have a say, which is quite interesting. But yeah. If you like your true crime stuff, uh, you can see how they've kind of like tried to aim it at an American audience a little bit. Because even in the opening credits, they've got like a map of the UK and it goes London and then it goes West Yorkshire. So it's trying to say <laughs> yeah. not everyone in the UK is like in London yeah. or next to London. 
Harold, I mean, Shipman is could... the most successful serial killer, right? Like ever. That's what that's what they say. He, like he, he, he was in the serial killers because they have there are lots of people that you might not even work out because of the yeah, way yeah. he was doing things. Yeah. Isn't yeah, he from think... round your way, Luke? Uh, Why? Well, uh, Nottingham, didn't he? Did he? Oh, that's weird. I think he he um, was in Manchester area practicing killing practicing. and succeeding and succeeding. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say practicing it and following through and doing it. As well, so I think uh, Peter Sutcliffe murdered thirteen, but mm. like was potentially linked to a few more attacks. Nasty bastard though, just used to attack people with a hammer. I think Shipman was in the hundreds. Yeah, uh, well, let's have a look. Jokes on them though, both dead. So two hundred, yeah. two hundred faces. Two hundred and fifty. Jesus. I think he's the most successful serial killer of all time. That was that's that sort of caught and known of. Uh, but who knows? Night <clears throat> Stalker next, I think, just because... I mean, I'm not like a proper true crime... I'm not like obsessed with podcasts and watching everything, but every now and again I'll watch a, I'll watch a little documentary about it's, a serial killer. It's interesting to know like how, you know how they were caught under trials and things like that and the evidence that goes yeah. behind it. It's good to... Yeah, yeah. Some interesting stuff. I find it a bit difficult to stomach sometimes. Like when um like horror movies are fine, but there's there's something I, I really can't when someone's been taken and like tortured or kept somewhere, it just really kind of hurts me in a way. Like I just the amount of pity I feel for that person who's in that sort of horrible position. I if guess it's, it's strange if it's a quick death the, then it's all right. I guess it's because of the timing as well, isn't it? And like obviously Horror is one thing, but I know you're getting into that for entertainment. I guess it's strange when a story, and to a degree, when it's like the style that is built into, as you say, Ben, like to draw in those audiences with a bit of drama, when it's mm-hmm. that applied to a real story, um, I guess yeah. then it can it can go one of two ways. Either it can be a really interesting thing anyway, but then sometimes if it leans too hard into the entertainment side, you're like, uh, is this okay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like it's everything that surrounds it, and it's just looking at how different authorities and everybody kind of reacts to these things, and the fact that like the press don't help really. They sort of create such a circus around it that the that the criminal that the murderer is usually thriving off of, yeah. um, and it's almost like that just is just making the whole situation so much worse. Um, and it's got kind of like the fascinating stuff that goes alongside that, I guess, as well as obviously the terrible crimes that these people commit. Um, but yeah, it's just, sometimes there's so many like random, like this is random, right? This is super random. <laughs> All the random little details that like go alongside these things and you think like, what? So, I mean, I don't really watch Coronation Street, but the, I know an actor called Bruce Jones who plays Les Battersby. I uh, don't know if you remember him from Coronation Street, like in the 90s. Um, I recognize him because I think I've seen him on like reality shows and stuff. He yeah. discovered one of the Yorkshire Ripper's victims' bodies. Let's he just, ran- do he just randomly <laughs> appeared, randomly appeared in this show. And I was like, hang on a minute. What is Les Battersby doing on this show? Like, <laughs> it, what is going on? And he discovered one of the Yorkshire Ripper's um, victims' bodies. And I'm like, that is just so bizarre it's just those little details like that we're just like are we living in some are we living in a 
What, what's the word? Before you know it, in ten years' time, Ben, you'll be watching. You'll be watching the documentary. Turns out Tony from Hollyoaks is the one that dug up Fred West Patio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's been actually. He's never left Chester, Tony from Hollyoaks. He's always been. He's never left there. He's always had a restaurant. So, or a, yeah. or a, some sort of he's business. Not discover- he's left. not discovering anything anywhere no. apart from Manchester. Where's Battersby? Exactly. I've not thought about that face. For exactly. Years. That's that's like what's <laughs> so weird because as soon as he appeared, it had like a sort of harrowing picture of him, like obviously thinking about it before his name co- popped up. So he's going like that, and I think, hang on a minute, what is Les Battersby from Coronation Street doing on this show? But yeah, he found one of the victims' bodies. That's a that's a fact that I'm gonna. Every time someone mentions Yorkshire Ripper, I'm going to have that fact ready to go at any time. Even for people who don't know who he is, I'm going to be like, Google him, you'll recognise him. You'll have a map that shows where it is in relation to London. And how <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's it, though. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we watched probably the most hyped-up film ever on this podcast in the sense of is it a is it a is it a movie? Is it a horror movie? <laughs> is it even a movie? <laughs> is, is it, it a sci-fi a adventure? I'm still not entirely sure. Is I mean, IMDb has it as action adventure mystery. That's probably about right. I yeah. think, and then horror maybe. But we'll, we'll... can we can we go back to like the 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 very beginning of who and when and why? Can't remember. Suggested and why was it like? Not that I've got a problem with that. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie this time around. I don't, I don't remember where it came where it came up. Maybe we put it in one of the early film club suggestions. I know I've had a Congo question for you in every single quiz, then. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm not sure where it came from. Did we just ask a question of is it is it or is it not a horror movie? I know a couple of guys yeah. like. Um, I know John John Crinan and and Ben Scape in the group both uh, join in on the Ben has a nice t-shirt, Congo right? Congo pants. He does have yeah, a t-shirt. Ben, ben does have a yeah exactly. So it's been going on for a while because that t-shirt's been that's been around for quite a long time. <laughs> I think somebody just mentioned we should do Congo, and I think I said, well, no, we shouldn't because it's not horror. And then someone said, well, it is. And then yeah, I, I, I like forgotten which side of the argument I was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always argued. I've always argued that it uh, that it was mostly because Ben argued that it wasn't. Was it after yeah. we did Monkey Shines that we talked about Congo? Yeah. Maybe because that was a horror I, film because it bursts out of his chest at the end. I did Google oh, yeah. um, monkey horror movies, and if you do Google monkey horror movies, uh, Monkey Shines is obviously the big one. For, I thought there would be more. Shaka, not many, things, not things like Planet of the Apes and King Kong, and and you know. Rise of the Planet of the Apes is, is listed here. But when you Google monkey horror movies, just monkey horror movies, one of the films that pops up alongside Congo is Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> Do you remember in many that ways, film? You're, you're tackling the horror of um, oh, running yeah. in the hotel. <laughs> is that, so basically, we should, if we've done Congo, we should do Dunstan Checks In. Um, yeah. ASAP, maybe next week. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a criminal in Dunstan checks in, as far as I remember, that British guy who's <laughs> robbing the jewels. So there's crime, there's there's an ape, um, the guy who runs the hotel, he's got a horrible boss. He's at the threat of losing his job like that all the time. He's a single dad. Lots of horrific <laughs> things. 
I didn't realize you knew so much about Nuts and Neither Jacks. Neither did I until I just started to pull pull facts from my mind. So we discussed Shackma as well, didn't we? I watched that alongside Monkey Shine, so there's a killer baboon. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In like a in like a high rise building, uh, but things that are listed alongside it are like Planet of the Apes, which I guess you know, uh, it's sort of like a post apocalyptic, uh, weird parallel universe thing. That kind of counts, doesn't it? There's a film called Link, which is on a list here, but I don't really know what it's about. It's got a picture of a chimpanzee in a shirt. So I don't know if a, chimp, a man turns into a chimpanzee or something. Oh, surely that's it. They've solved it, the missing link. You know that picture you get where people go from yeah. monkeys to cavemen? That's why it's called Link. That's there's the a, link, isn't it? It's a still a monkey, that... but he's wearing a shirt. Yeah. He ain't got any bottoms on, though, I don't think. Oh, he's that's, Donald that's, when, that's when you're man. By the time you've got trousers, that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, then, uh, what's it called? Um, Altered States. He turns into a monkey, doesn't he? He goes into, takes a drug and turns into a monkey. Yeah. Jumanji? I haven't thought Jumanji, about Altered States yeah. for a hell of a long time. Altered oh, States yeah, is pretty got, good. What's, his, what's the name of it? Oh, Jesus Christ, some of these. He turns into like a. Oh, like a Neanderthal man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. So it, Congo does come up when you Google horror movie. Well, that's what my point is. Congo does come up, but Dunson checks in also does. So that's all. That's all I'll say. <laughs> is this is this the time we announce that that we're going to do our first ever Patreon bonus episode, and we'll do Dunstan checks in for that? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ, that like a. Seven-eyed from altered states. Um, yeah, we need. Yeah, we should do altered states at some point. That's got some weird Im- Im- imagery in it. Yeah, man. Sounds good. I'm up for that. Congo. We're going to discuss Congo. So, Congo is a 1995 American science fiction action adventure in brackets horror film, <laughs> loosely based. Loosely based. It says loosely based, but I'm pre- pretty based. sure it's, it's yeah. exactly the same as the book. <laughs> On Mike, Michael Crichton's 1980 novel of the same name. Uh, picture was directed by Frank Marshall. So he did Arachnophobia. Um, oh, starring Laura that's Linney. Dylan yeah. Walsh. Ernie Hudson. Uh, Joe Don Baker and Tim Curry. Um, when an expedition to the African Congo ends in disaster, a new team is assembled to find out what went wrong. What went bloody wrong? Um... Yeah, so IMDb have it at 5.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes says it at 22% uh, no. critic score, 29% audience score. Letterboxd is, is at 2.4. A couple of choice reviews here. Elis on ooh, January 6th, 2021. Put, Honestly, this shit was more entertaining than Citizen Kane. Five stars. <laughs> um, nice not one, too long yeah. ago. Blim, Blim Flam Films. Flim Flam Films on the 27th of August 2020 put Con No half a star. (laughs) You're what a piece of work. (laughs) Flim Flam. Flim Flam. Con No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it's, it's, I mean, not massively favoured. I don't think this film is. Uh, But I have a lot of fond memories for it. I think I've watched it at least. Ten times, 
growing up. Bigger sort of the pictures. I was riding that Jurassic Park high. And even though I think at the time, you know, Michael Crichton, at the time, I'd, I'd maybe attempted the audio book, but I was a kid. I ain't tackling a Michael Crichton book properly. And then mm. Congo was the next film, and I know they marketed it super heavily on Strap In, lads. This is the next, this is the next Michael Crichton one. And I saw it at the cinema. Yeah. What a time. Is it in your, your mind, were you like, well, this is as good, if not better, than Jurassic Park? No, not much as not, it's not as good as Jurassic Park because not you look now, at the hierarchy. When you were a kid. No, no, even as a kid on the hierarchy of things, what's better than dinosaurs when you're a kid? Not Rillers, certainly not. That's true. There's not that much visual spectacle in this not compared to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty exciting growing up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, not. Yeah, not. But really I still liked it. Rillers. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I love this film. Like I've seen it loads growing up. Like my mum has got so much love for it. Like all I had to do was text her. I'm, w- I'm watching. Con- I'm watching Congo, and she just fired like about ten quotes at me. <laughs> so she oh, knows. God. She knows it so I, well. I got oh. that as well. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I know normally when we're watching the film ahead of um, ahead of a recording like this, most of us will tend to put out like a little. I am watching this now. Yeah. I think I saw more people like getting in touch and like firing quotes and gifts at me when I said I was watching Congo <laughs> than anything else. And I watched it quite late at night and it was all UK people about like, you know, <laughs> about like midnight one in the morning on a weeknight going, Oh, are you watching Congo? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for you to post that. Watching Congo, are you? A lot of people say, what channel? Someone said that to on in the Facebook group. What channel is it on? And I was just like, oh, sorry, I'm watching it on, on DVD. But, God, that took me back, you know, when you say, watching this, what channel's that on? Get it on. Let's all watch it together. It's on I, Sky um, Movie, Max. I, I, I don't know why, but I don't remember it. Watching it this time, I was like, this is way more insane than I ever thought it was. It the insane. amount of like, ludicrous sort of little plot points um, I must have repressed at some point in my life. This will definitely be the only film that's got a gorilla doing a skydive, a gorilla drinking a martini, and a gorilla smoking a cigar? Is that, does that happen at one point? Yeah, she has a cigar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's laser and it, guns. And there's laser guns, yeah. I like Lasers that. And, a, and one ghostbuster. And a hippo attack. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I this is... About, um, I forgot about the hippo attack until it yeah. happened. I was like, um, This is... um. Egon's, the, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who played Egon. Apparently, this is fa- his favorite role that he's ever had. As uh, is it Captain something something? It's so oh, good. Uh, it's uh, oh, Winston though from Winston. The, yeah, Winston. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Um, his name is not Eddie Ventura. That's the, that's the name of the guy they meet at the airport. Captain Monroe Kelly. Monroe Captain Kelly. Monroe Kelly. I even, read, dude. Yeah. I even read that he wanted to bring Captain Monroe Kelly back in like a future role, like I don't know, taking on something else. So he calls himself the Great White Hunter, but he also says, "Who just happens to be black?" Uh, <laughs> do, does he say anything about actually hunting great white sharks? Or I, I he must have a little bit of experience with that if that's happened. And yeah. Hudson, if you're listening, if you want to make another Monroe Kelly film today. 75 years old. I'm yeah, just I'd whack, take a I'm ticket. Smash, I'd smashing go. out everyone's age today. But yeah, he's 75 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Um, who else? So Laura Linney, who I know from the Truman Show, and also other stuff. She's got. I'm sure she popped up in a fair She's few in things. Ozark right? at the moment, isn't she? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which She's I've only seen that, the first two seasons. Actually, and she is not on a fertility clinic um, banner outside Derby Hospital, even though it looks a bit like her. It's not her. <laughs> Is that you, Laura Lenny? Tweeting it. Is this you? <laughs> Said to my wife, oh, is that Laura Lenny on that? She's like, no, no, it isn't. It's not. <laughs> it might be. Can you prove it's not Laura Lenny? That's what I want to know. Tweet she out, very, guys. She might be very fertile, though. I mean... She's encouraging other people to be more fertile in the advert. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who else we got? Dylan Walsh, who's kind of the main character, I guess. The primatologist. Peter. Um, I recognize it from I recognize all these people from something or other. Uh, I think this guy's in Nip Tuck. I think he is in Nip Tuck, yeah, now you say that. Yeah, he is. He's Doctor he's one of the main characters, isn't he, in Nip Tuck? Sean yeah. McNamara. Uh only Hudson, like we said, who doesn't play Egon in Ghostbusters. That's just a momentary Brain part. Uh, Grant Hesloy, don't recognize that name. Joe Don Baker. Uh, Joe uh, Don Baker is um, RB Travis. So, oh wait, so he's the guy at oh. at the. No, he's the businessman, isn't he? He's Charles's father and Karen's boss, and he just wants the diamonds, and he got no interest in seeing if his son's alive or dead. Yeah, I didn't notice this just the end of the film, but the company they works for is Travicom. And I was like, yeah, just name, so, yeah. name the company after yourself, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you loser. Uh, uh, Tim Curry is in it, obviously. Okay. Chewing the scenery kind of performance. Yeah, so uh, he's Romanian. A Romanian philanthropist. Uh, Mr. Uh, Echo is in it as well, Echo. isn't he? Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo, so Adewale uh, Akinui oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Agbaje. So I recognise him straight away. And Delroy Lindo as well, um, as like the captain, the one who says, stop eating my sesame cake. My sesame cake. <laughs> uh, well, I think he... we all know who the star of the show is, the star of the film. It's uh, the, the chin himself, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Oh. Are you going to say Amy? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Amy <laughs> well, yeah, as well. It's like Amy. <laughs> Amy, played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> Bruce Campbell um, apparently uh, went for the ro- audition for the role of Dr. Peter Elliott. He's uh, a primatologist. But, but didn't get it. He got the he didn't role get it. Charlie. I think he I don't think it would have worked with him playing Peter Eddie. Yeah, because he's too, too tough. Like yeah. he'd have fought the gorillas. He wouldn't be rolling around on the floor. It. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, but I don't know. I think like him him being a major character in a big film like this still would be pretty cool. Did anybody recognise uh the voices of Gary A. Hecker and Peter Elliott at all. They provided the gorilla vocalizations. I thought I recognized them oh, somewhere yeah. in there. I'm afraid it passed me by. Hey, that's Gary A. Hecker. That's Gary A. <laughs> Gary A. Hecker and Peter Elliott together. Yeah, because gorillas are bigger than men, so you need two men's voices yeah, to. Um, Actually, to sorry, there's voice. three voices. Frank Welker did the vocal effects of the gorilla, so I guess that's like a <coughs> that kind of thing. And then Gary A. Hecker and Peter Elliott did the vocalization. But I don't understand how that's different. 
Frank Welker is like the ubiquitous like voice sounds actor. If you ever play in like the film linking game, I had to ban Frank Welker because my friend Adam would pull him for everything. Cause he's like the he's like the voice of Abu the monkey in Aladdin. Like if you look across at like oh, any that's got like an animal with like little sounds, it's always Frank Welker. He's got like a billion IMDB credits. Yeah. He just does monkeys and parrots and birds and bees and frogs. Is it the voice of a bee? <laughs> the uh, man of a thousand noises. Oh my god! He does the voice of Anaconda in Anaconda! <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. How is he like a bee? What noise is a noises. bee mate? He just does, he just does the noises, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he does a bee. He also does... Snake. He does the aliens in Independence Day. He does... Oh, right, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> he does. Neil the dog in Dunstan checks in. <laughs> but not Dunstan. No. And he, but he also does animal sounds in Jumanji. Basically, every every film we've mentioned so far on this podcast, he has done some sort of sound for something. Thinking, how many? If you if you're looking at his IMDb, how many acting credits does he have? Oh my god, it just goes on forever. Doesn't say any. I mean, I'm on Wikipedia, but. There's a, uh, there's, a lot of there's a lot of scrolling going on. We've just mentioned Dunstan checks in twice on this podcast. Can we? I mean, if we mention it a third time, that's it. We've that's got to do it. an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, it. It's it's the next episode. <laughs> that's it. It's the next episode. That's how the rules work. Them's the rules. Yeah. If you mention it three times, it's like Beetlejuice. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's everybody. Are we, are we gonna? How does it start? <laughs> uh, well, it starts with Travicom have got with a couple of the folks. section. Come on, sorry, Andy. And we, we begin with a little um, voyage to Africa with Bruce Campbell and his assistant, don't we? But um, my my first note at the beginning of this bit is that we get like a lovely bit of music and like loads of panoramic scenes of um, like the African landscapes. This was before Peter Jackson whipped out Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, this was New Zealand people craving their jeans over this stuff. It's uh, a lot of beautiful <laughs> scenery. It's lovely. It looks lovely. And the soundtrack's great as well. Like, uh, couldn't ask for more from it. I don't know who'd done the soundtrack, actually. I wouldn't mind. It was quite nice. Yeah, it was good. It was nice, yeah. I liked it. Um, uh, music was Jerry Goldsmith. Here you go. Here you go. Um, so, Bruce Campbell and a colleague are in the uh, jungle. They found... They're looking for diamonds for their they laser found guns. Them. In the first, in the first place, in the first place they've looked as Laura Lenny. Oh, twelve volcanoes! First one he's checked, he's got them. Yes. Yeah, they're kind of um, see-through as well. Those diamonds, so it must be difficult yeah. to spot. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he, but he spotted them and he's found them, um, and they've got like they're they're showing on video the little bit of diamond dust, and it's like oh, but there's big diamonds in there. In fact, Jeffrey's just looking for them. They say goodbye on the phone. And Jeffrey is about 10 metres away, having found the diamonds. Like, oh, he's searching. Where could he be? And he's literally around the corner. He's like, oh, come this way. The diamonds! And he's got them. Um, but then 
he goes inside this temple to do something. Bruce Campbell, old Charlie, sits outside. And then, very rudely, someone from inside, but he wazzes an eyeball at him while he's enjoying his Hershey's. Oh, yeah, he does waz an eyeball at him. That's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, it, then we have the shot of... Um, the reaction shot of something attacking Bruce Campbell and Bruce Campbell. If you get Bruce Campbell in your film, you have to have him doing that face at some point in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mugging it up. Yeah. Um, and then, so in, in the Travicom head office, Karen and uh, they don't know what's going on. I think they see some monkeys running across the screen, but they don't quite see it, but they do see a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, um, loads of like dead bodies, and there's like they go to infrared and see some gorillas from the vest. Oh, Travis here, proving his piece. He's immediately like an expert. So, oh, it looks like a gorilla to me. And I was like, all right, telecommunications business. But you know all about gorillas, do you? <laughs> it seems so yeah. much effort to like call up them back in America. Like, I just think just just I'll just go. I'm off on the expedition. I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Uh, whatever happens, don't go for all that. There's so much gear and so many, it's so complicated in order to. I mean, late, it comes into effect later on as well, doesn't it? Uh, Laura Linney and trying to are they, America. They want to have laser guns. What are they? Well, the laser is somehow for communications. It's the next thing in. <laughs> I'm gone. It's what colours the laser? Is it for reading? Is it for reading blue race? Who knows? But, um, <laughs> but he says, like Travis basically says, after after the the camera gets knocked down and we see those dead bodies. He tells Karen, you've got to go out and, and get this and, and and get get the diamonds. And she goes, not your son? And he's like, no, no, I, I mean, I mean, definitely my son, not the he diamonds. Even, and she... Not at one point does he even try to pretend he cares about his son. I think just, you know, you're kind of manipulating Laura Linney's character in order for her to go as well. So just pretend, like, come on. Yeah, it's, it yeah. can't be that hard. Just pretend then, you care about yeah. your son. She warns him, though, and says, oh, listen, mate, if I get the slightest inkling that you only care about the diamonds, then I'm going to make you sorry. And you think as a successful business person that had come, that had come this far, CEO of a company named after himself, he could probably remember and retain that small bit of information. Yeah. Better not better not fuck this, but we'll see we'll see how he does, shall we? Should have tested it right away. Uh I'm just gonna rescue rescue your son. What's his name again? Chuck. Charles. What? No. <laughs> Diamond. Him, no, shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, she's she agrees that she's gonna have to go, but he sort of says you've got to find an expedition going there and basically and basically take it over because you're not going to be able to just go out there. We have to go undercover because I guess they don't want other telecommunications people that may be working on lasers of their own that the diamonds are there. So you've got to keep it on the down low and find someone who's incidentally going to the Congo anyway. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous how these sort of um, missions kind of all intertwine and interlink. Everyone who happens to want to want to go to the same part of the Congo just all at the same time decide let's all just go together let's all just that, it's basically like car sharing week. that yeah, very week cause, exactly because um, we see here we I, I guess at this point we go to the university where Peter and Amy 
work to begin with. And we see Amy's Amy's house and she's got a computer with Doom on it. Yeah. yeah she likes to play. <laughs> yeah. She likes to smoke cigars and play Doom. She plays Doom. She also does some painting of the jungle with a um well, how does she she paints the eyeball that is a temple later on what was the backstory she'd been taken from there as a kid or is that some yeah. like gene deep yeah i memory? guess someone i guess someone took amy from there when she was a baby but somehow didn't discover the exciting diamonds. temple or the diamonds <laughs> it was just around the corner from it it was literally just yeah. if they just looked sideways a little bit but they were too focused on amy you know she was uh she was already doing sign language then, so they were fascinated. <laughs> maybe they, yeah. maybe they did it, and they just they did see it, but like they were just people who were really focused on their particular job. And one of the people's like, "There's a, there's a lost city of diamonds here." He goes, "No, our job says that we're here to get diamonds." <laughs> Can I not sure. pick up a couple of diamonds? No. Uh, in your contract, where does it say anything about looking for diamonds, mate? <laughs> you tell me where it is, and we'll take as many as you want. It's not there, is it? So maybe focus on what you're doing. <laughs> Stealing gorillas from yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> as we see, Amy is we're showing off the technology. She, Peter, and his assistant Richard, maybe, uh, are. He's the expendable they, one, right? Yeah, he's the expendable yeah, one. That's great. That's great. That's when we were going through the list. Everyone just went. Who? Yeah, poor poor I actually kind of recognize. Now, now think about him. I kind of recognize him from something. Yeah. Not too sure what. A lot of stuff, I think. But she's got a robot talking glove, and essentially, what that is there for is to so she is able to communicate with people. It shows the human applications of technology. But Peter robot also is keen. Glove. Yeah. Apparently, it's a real yeah, thing. Now, yeah, I think they're real things. I imagine it's real now. In 1995, though. That is as crazy as cloning dinosaurs. That you could have a sign language hand that could speak. When they first introduce it and they sort of show it in in front of a crowd, and then a guy in the crowd says, "That's a talking gorilla." It's like, well, it's not, is it? You just I explained. Mean... Were you not listening? Yeah. What was that? He, uh, <gasps> they show them testing it on a guy who uh, he's like does sign language, and then he's he's deaf and dumb. I think. No, he's I think he's. Just... He just, can't speak. Just, just can't speak. Okay, and then he does it, and then and then he goes. He looks amazed. Like this is the first time I've ever heard my voice. He sounds like Amy. I'm like, that's not your <laughs> voice, surely. That's Amy's, that's Amy's voice. voice. <laughs> and also, is this you, you're gonna you're gonna test it for the first time in an auditorium full of people, and you're videoing it? Surely you'd have done it just you and the scientists first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. What quietly out the, the back on your own? Yeah. The, 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 guy, the guy's a scientist, but also a showman. He's like, no, no. We'll do it live. We'll do it on the night, mate. But then even no sign language doesn't matter. Just... <laughs> doesn't matter. Just say it. Just do any any old shit. It'll still do it. <laughs> yeah. The guy was just waving his hand, having not known sign language, and he said, "Right, say this." Oh, first time <laughs> that's a good line. Put that in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's not all painting and doom for Amy, though. Because in the first horror moment of the film, we see her have a nightmare, just like Freddy Krueger, famous horror character, would give you. She's having a nightmare about <laughs> about spooky things in the jungle, and she wakes up screaming. She's not having a good time, and the nightmares are getting worse. Oh, shit. And 
Coincidentally. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but um she um she is going to need to, Peter realizes, go back to the jungle, but the, the head of the university, I imagine, says I'll people will give you anything. They'll give you anything for that gorilla, it's brilliant, but they won't give you the money to set her free. But someone will <laughs> enter Mr. Hamulka. Um, how does yeah. he, he get mixed up with all this? Is, he's there watching this. How does he get about? The, just watching the lecture, I guess, and then just just look anything about gorillas in case one of them knows where the city of Zinj is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been going around to universities looking for uh, gorillas who might know where the lost city of Zinj are. Nothing so far. But these paintings, that's it. Maybe you saw a picture of the paintings somewhere, uh, and a little mini documentary about Amy, and it's like, but oh, because he, it's the eye, that's how he knows. But yeah. the, apparently, this guy wasn't in the book. Apparently, he was uh, oh, okay. just thrown into the mix, and he's named after the company that provided the diamonds for the film. I think they were called Herkimer or something like that. Um, <laughs> they provided the diamonds, oh, so, they, so maybe he, they were like, "We'll give you the diamonds, but can you?" Make a character for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to cost you either 20 million diamonds or... <laughs> and we'd like Tim Curry, please. <laughs> We've got Tim Curry here, ready to go. I can't believe that they were real diamonds. That's that's pretty mad. Apparently they lost Maybe one as well. They lost one. Lost oh, whilst yeah. out the hot air balloon. We'll come to that. Because <laughs> I was... Yeah. Well, on the documentary, well, the making of documentary, they did actually go to the Congo to film some bits of this. Um, that's dangerous, taking actual diamonds with you. You know, drop it anywhere. Animal could eat it. You could uh, have it stolen from you. Do you reckon the whole thing, now knowing that it's um, a character that was inserted from the diamond company, do you think when they're having the meetings about the diamonds, one of their executives ate like a shit ton of the director's sesame cake and that was like a passive aggressive message <laughs> every time he comes around he eats some out of cakes and it's like oh right I'm the sesame cake moment is so random i'm I still every time it still gets me now i'm just like wait a minute he said he definitely said help yourself passive aggressive just uh just, just a change of the guy but yeah mr hamulka turns up and says oh no i'll um I'll pay for you to to take the um, to take Amy to the jungle, and straight away, no more approval is needed. The expedition is put together the the, the next day. It would appear. Yeah, and isn't there something happens at one point when they're, so they're all obviously coming together at the same time. They've all got different goals to go to the same place, which is handy. Hamalka wants to go. He's going to fund the expedition, but literally right at the end, he's like, can't afford fuel. Yeah. Uh, He's just ordered everything apart from petrol, so they're taking all the stuff off the plane. Um, then that's just it. Just so happens that's when um, Karen turns up and says, oh, "Can we, can we get on your plane?" And Peter's like, "Nah, can't help you, mate, because the gorilla doesn't like you." And Amy's there with her sign language, going, "Ugly woman." Oh yeah, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch. <That's harsh>. <laughs> <laughs> slag, slag, so, slag. <laughs> so jealous. She's like such a diva. Amy is such a diva, and she's so jealous if anyone gets even remotely close to Peter. It's weird, because she's got like a... She's a bit like... She mothers him a little bit, but at the same time, she kind of loves him. Is in love with Amy... Amy... What? Amy's in love with... What's his face? 
Yeah, because she gets jealous when any, anyone gets close to him. Um, yeah. But at the same time, she kind of mothers him because obviously she's got a little a little baby that she keeps going, mother, mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, no, no, not spoiler the ending, but at the end, she gets a chance to do a maternal thing to protect him. Yeah. Don't eat my son! <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess... You know, maybe it's unfair of us. Maybe, in fact, we're the real animals here, pusting human ideologies onto onto a gorilla. Maybe gorillas can be your mom and and fantasy people. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a primatologist. The well, real lesson. There's the whole thing with week. mothers who say who call, you know, females that are like their son, um, you know, whores and hussies. So maybe it's like that kind of energy. Uh, yeah, more than she's, the... not, she's not. She's not. She doesn't want him for herself. She just doesn't think that that Laura Linney is good enough for yeah, Peter. For that might son. be it. That might be it. And <laughs> and Amy is the ultimate diva. So uh, we've already witnessed all of this. She's drinking so she... cocktails. What is she drinking? Drinking martini. martini. Yeah, she wants yeah. A, the green the green drop drink. If this was set in 2021, she'd have her own YouTube channel where she just tells it like it is. Okay, and if you don't like it. Then you can unsubscribe. And I, I think that's yeah. the sign. If she does that sign language, that is automatically. Obviously, that's not the sign language for if you don't like it, unsubscribe. But it's coded to the glove to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a whole thing about how Peter constantly says gorillas don't don't kill people or aren't aggressive. Rappers I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, Always I, rappers. I Thing. I, I'm sure I saw a documentary about among uh, a gorilla that was kept in captivity. It might have been a, an orangutan, actually. That like literally nearly killed a few people. Like it dragged them across its like the house and bit them. And like I guess like if a gorilla's been in or a monk a primate's been in captivity, it's probably a different story, isn't it? I guess I don't know how true it is, but well, this one was in captivity. Um, oh, it was. It was. Dog being let out of captivity. Talking of wild animals. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I think that's maybe that's the thing about gorillas being in captivity and what that might do to them psychologically. But I guess uh, gorillas probably don't kill a lot of people because in the wild, because I guess we don't hang out in the same places normally. Gorillas lived in Birmingham. They might hurt more people. What about that chimpanzee that ripped that woman's face off? He'd been in prison as well, though, hadn't he? He'd... Yeah. He'd been locked up and he escaped. They are pretty terrifying. Mm. I, I think the thing is, I do really enjoy monkeys. When I go to the zoo, the monkey house is like one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. Because when you see them climbing and jumping around, it looks unnatural. Like the way they swing around. <laughs> they look like like what I imagine Spider-Man would look like in real life. I remember one time, there was um, we were in the monkey house in Twycross Zoo. I think it's in Leicestershire. I can't really remember. Um... Familiar with Twycross Zoo? <laughs> there's a monkey house there, and there's like a you go in in like a tunnel, and there's like glass windows blocking from the monkeys. A little smaller monkey, a capuchin style monkey, came up to the window, it looked as dead in the eye, and we were like, "That's really cute." And then it, without like without losing eye contact, it pooed into its hand, and then ate the poo, right? Like looking at us the entire time. <laughs> And then like, Luke just felt pressured to do the same. Just, uh, just do a. I was like, that's amazing. He's like, no, that's you. really amazing. <laughs> that's really amazing. That's nature. That's nature is at its best. You know, that's yeah. the purest form of nature. 
Eating we saw it chewing it by like, licking the bits out of its teeth. It was it was quite detailed. <laughs> it's just like eating its eating the food it enjoyed twice. You know, I mean, don't blame yeah. him for that. Yeah. Uh, Either that or it was a trick on you, like, and it was like a, it was like a sleight of hand, like <laughs> bit of magic, and he had like a chocolate bar, and he was like, "I'm gonna try and convince this idiot that poo's delicious," <laughs> <laughs> and it only worked for a couple of weeks. It's still but, telling uh... his face that now. It's still going. This guy right, who came here years ago, you should have seen him. What a, yeah. what a creep. What a rube. <laughs> well, what oh. I'm saying is, do you think Amy eats her own poos? Or throws her poos at people. She might use her poo to make the paintings. We don't know that. Like uh, that famous. Weird... <laughs> I mean, she's an exceptional gorilla, right? Because she plays Doom, knows sign language, is a talented painter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sometimes she might just want to relax and go, look, I've had enough of all this gaming and painting and stuff. I just want to throw my shit around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends how many martinis she'd have. On any given oh, evening. A couple of martinis down. Shit all over the walls. She's very cute in this film. She's almost like a Pixar character more than an actual gorilla. What do, you, what do you think of the animatronic slash suit on Amy? For 1995, I think it's bad. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I cool. Mean, you know, but I mean, of course. You know it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to use a real gorilla. I think it's, it's cruel. One of real real gorilla stuck in that film. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the perfect time where it kind of looks all right. Because obviously, I guess in the next five, six years, CGI would have been probably used for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a period I'm, of time. Well, it's practical because that stuff's all too shiny. Stuff that came out yeah. 10 years after this doesn't look as good if they're leaning to CG. Yeah. So apparently. Uh... Frank Marshall wanted to use the same special effects team that did Jurassic Park, but they couldn't uh, computer generate hair. So they, that's why they couldn't do dinosaurs. They couldn't do anything that was hairy. That's why they did dinosaurs with no feathers in uh, Jurassic Park. Before Final yeah. Fantasy, the spirits within, when hair was perfected. <laughs> within, yeah. Every single I've hair. DVD. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah. But Stan Winston still does some stuff in this, doesn't he? I think he did the maybe the Grey Gorillas and like some other things because I did have a little look into that. I think, I think it was. He did, um, did he do most of it? I'm not sure. He was on. He was on the documentary I saw. So, and I think it was Universal. Is it light? Is it light and magic? Is that what it's called? Industrial light and magic. Is Industrial that light and ma- magic. That's it. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of the special mm-hmm. effects and because I think a lot of the stuff they did with like lava and um, volcanoes exploding and that were pretty ahead of their time or at least not necessarily ahead of their time but the first time it had been animated like this most of the time apparently they, they use smaller like miniatures and um, coloured oatmeal apparently for lava oh. but now they're going to go mm. now nah, we're going to make it look hot alright it's hot and really not real things. Hot and not real. Bright, bright orange. <laughs> the best um, kind of lava. But back before we get to the lava, so the guys land in their, uh, they land from the flight full of martinis in, um, well, I don't know where they land exactly. Their first stop in, in Africa, because obviously Congo is 
one particular bit and they don't start there. Do they say so they, Zaire, maybe? They say, oh, maybe. They say Zaire. And this Zaire. is where they meet um, Eddie Ventra, a.k.a. Cypher from The Matrix. Is that yeah. who it is? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was only... Someone said, where do, where do I recognise him from? And I said, that's the only thing I could think of is The Matrix. He just loves steak in The Matrix. Loves the loves steak. Um, he immediately hates Peter for some reason. He calls him an arsehole the second he meets him. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, though. Fair enough. Um, at this point... Memento. So... He's in Memento. Sorry. Yeah, he is in Memento. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep, yep, he sure is. Um, so pretty much it's all kicking off in Africa, isn't it? So it's like Civil War or like... Is it Civil War? Just like yeah, some sort it's of... A, it's another moment of horror, of course, the horror of political instability. Um, there's an there's an explosion. Um, there is an attempted coup on the president. Um, Eddie mentions, which has been unsuccessful, which in many ways is worse because now the president's kicking off because someone's just tried to coup him. You tried to do, you tried to do a coup on me? Did you try and do a coup on me? You tried to do a coup on me? I'll do a coup on you right back. Yeah, I'll coup you. Key you into next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's lots of explosions going off whilst they're all this. All while that this is all happening, I keep thinking Amy can't be safe. Surely, like surely yeah. someone's going to steal her or kill her yeah. or something. She's got like, well, actually, I don't think she's got the backpack and the glove thing on at any point around this time because obviously she would look like some sort of weird cyberpunk gorilla <laughs> from the future. Um, and someone might try and steal her, but the guy, but Cypher does say, we'll give you however much money for this gorilla if you want to sell it. How much do they say? Can't remember. Ten grand. Yeah, Ten grand. something like that. Yeah. And he's like, she could play Doom. Don't mug me off. <laughs> Not just the shareware chapter either. All of them. She's done all all three. Um, <laughs> um, but this is when they also meet coolest character in the film I want to say, Munro Kelly I mean, definitely, yeah so he's like their guide but he's also like, just a badass, right he's the he's guy got... that knows how everything's going so he immediately hijacks um, one of the military trucks, sends the guard running away <laughs> um, sends the guard off running and then he's basically he's replaced the team that Peter and his guys have hired and he said, oh, we, we already got a guide. We hired this guy. He said, oh, he's really nice, but he'll get you killed. So I'm going to take <laughs> you to the jungle. Really? Um, yeah, if you want to get out alive, if you want to get there and take your um, and take your gorilla back to safety. At this time, Karen's plans haven't been revealed and where she's going to go, but we know that they are the money behind that. Yeah. Mm. They're the beneficiaries. Uh, yeah, so they go to like a local militia leader played by Delroy uh, Lindo, who's going to grant them safe passage into the Congo. And they give him a lot of money. Give him bloody stacks upon stacks. And he always wants more. 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 And he, more. But you know what he doesn't want? Does not want Mr. Hamulka eating his sesame cake. Didn't he invite him to eat the cake? He I'm says, uh, sit down. That was, that was, have some. In fact, he's very insistent on that. I think he just wanted to say, yeah, have some, just to see if he would have the audacity to actually eat some, which he does. And then he's like, ah! stop it. Oh. <laughs> and then a dog barks at him, right? 
Uh, me. Continue. Uh, I'm just going to send this dog out. Uh, yeah. So he says, stop eating my sesame cake, which obviously... But he says it at the time when Tim Curry's already taken a massive bite. So it's awkward for everybody involved, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like when someone asks you a question when you've taken a massive mouthful of food. Oh. And then you go, oh, by the way, have you... Uh... <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it's the Weatherspoons thing. As soon as they come around to check out how your meal's going. <laughs> yeah. You've got like a face full of burger or something. Yeah. You um, haven't eaten anything. And then you take a massive bite and then they go, oh, so how's your meal? <laughs> there you go. Do they think I'm not all right? Possibly. I bet they do it on purpose. I think if I was working there, I would do stuff like that. Try and time it just so. Andy, we're talking about when you're at Weatherspoons and someone asks how your meal was, just as you've got a mouth full of food. Oh yeah. Or oh, when you're when you're <laughs> anywhere. Like I think they probably time it. The the better the restaurant and the more delicious the food, the better their timing is for asking how your food was. Mm. Like, is it true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I mean, uh, so we would, he tells Samoka to eat the cake, and then Hamoka eats the cake, and he says, Stop eating the cake. Um, some reason he would have only like done it to Hamoka because he, he hates him because he's obviously yeah. got a history of coming to Africa looking for the lost city of Zinj, right? So everyone thinks he's a Right, no, history uh, of coming to Africa and just eating all the sesame cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got no sesame cake left in Africa because of you. Coming here and eating it all. We've got some for these other guests that have come. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, so, yeah. yeah. But then it's still like met massive loads of danger because they all get on a plane. And then as they're flying over, I'm going to guess like somewhere in Congo, um, bloody people with rocket launchers trying to take them down. Not only pirate. rocket launchers, heat-seeking <laughs> rocket launchers. Heat seeking oh, yeah, rocket launchers. yeah. The um, the horrors of being in an airplane in danger <laughs> and of armed warfare. Yeah. Karen, Karen, who like has got a background in electronics. She's an electronics expert. She uh, used to work for the Oh CIA. yeah, okay, there we go. Right, I'll let her off then. But anyway, she knows that t- using a flare to basically She's a communications take... expert. She knows how to speak to homing missiles have this flare instead it's just as nice oh we'll have that flare bang uh, day one of CIA school right they go right day one heat seeking missiles you know what's hotter than an aeroplane flare <laughs> flare oh right yeah. and then obviously they all have to jump out of the plane uh, with parachutes including Amy who gets knocked out with uh Banana with a tablet popped in. Banana, Banana with a tablet popped in. For the tablets. She's already had some fags at this point, though, because Monroe has been <laughs> given a given a given a massive stogies when they're yeah. in the um, when they're in the van earlier. How could you explain to a gorilla you don't inhale cigars? <laughs> like how, how could you <laughs> I don't introduce that concept? Because you're gonna it's have like to when start you... with breathing, lungs, the lung system. It's like when you tell a baby to like blow its nose. Just just impossible. They do blow your nose then. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Uh, She's a very special gorilla though, so one um, Yeah. Maybe yeah. communicate with sign language. Do Maybe not having follow. do not inhale. <laughs> Maybe having completed Doom, she'd also played um like Duke Nukem three D. Feels like smoking cigars are things that he yeah. might do. 
uh, it was around a time where the pilots have uh, escaped the plane, and that Doctor Peter has to parachute out of the plane with his talking ape. When I was like, this film was way more bonkers than I remember it being. Jesus. The pilots have jumped out before before he goes right, so he's like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to jump out of this plane. Oh well, the pilots are gone, so let's try to be <laughs> yeah, missiled. I'm just gonna yeah. stay and see what happens. I'm just gonna <laughs> stay and see what happens. Who jumps out with Amy, like strapped to them? It's uh, it's Captain it's Monroe, Captain... isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Captain yeah. Monroe. Is she strapped to him? Because initially I was like, he's just holding on to her. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just holding her, and then when they've landed, he's like, oh, she woke up halfway down, and um. I'm fighting him. She's fighting him. But she's asleep now, so did he get her to eat another drugged banana Not while she right. was biting him? The other half. He gave her a swift uppercut in midair. That's how badass he is. This, yeah. Even a moment like that was considered too mental for this film, which is already <laughs> mental. was fighting him as they jumped out of a plane Can you he imagine? managed doing the drug on knockout. Poor Amy, though. Like She's literally just eating a banana. Oh, this banana's nice. Next minute. I'm in midair, falling to my death. <laughs> ah, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She's probably got a terrible hangover from being drunk on the first plane and then smoking cigars. Yeah. She's, she's a party girl. She's a party girl. Uh, um, they, so they then... Oh, before they took off on this plane, they forgot to mention that they had, honestly, probably a better safari than a lot of people pay a lot of money to have. When they first get into the airstrip where they're flying off, there's like giraffes, zebras, a couple of lions just hanging around. There's yeah. a snake as well. There's like a... Oh, and that's a bit later, I think there's a snake that attacks Yeah, them. that's when it's 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 slight, it's a little bit further along here because they they land, they have their pop-up tents, um, which are the height of technology in 1995. They're very impressed with the pop-up tents, even before she whips out the aircon. And then my note here is that a snake gets chopped with a machete Evoking classic horror motifs from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. <laughs> really reaching. It's really reaching. Um, just before this, as well, I think um, Monroe talks about uh, Tim Curry's character and says that he's led loads of safaris into in search of the lost city of Zinge, and they've all had like disastrous results. He keeps coming back for more. Keeps coming back for more. Just loves it. Yep. Well, my big... parents go to Tenerife. Well, they used to go to Tenerife every year. It, as soon as you, you find somewhere you like, there's no point in looking further. Just keep going back. <laughs> Do you have any, any suspicions that your parents are actually going to Tenerife <laughs> over and over again looking for like a lost city? <laughs> the lost city of Zinj. It's in, it's in Tenerife. It was in Tenerife all along. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I I'll ask them. I'll see what they say. Great, the bloody grey gorillas are going to kill us. Oh no, it's just elderly holiday makers. Uh, <laughs> grey, it's all grey gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum comes back and said, oh, it's good to have packed that communications laser. <laughs> They're all in half. Just cut them all in half. Cut them all They're down. all halved. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they're, they're in the jungle now. Um, Peter gets a leech on the, on the deck. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. There's a little leech on his dick. Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, I haven't, but you know, unfortunate for him. It's funny because he, uh, what's his name, Captain Moreau, gives him a cigar, like a, a little stogie, to burn it off. And after he's done burning it off, he hands gives him back. And he's like, gives back. him it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic. Also, uh, what's there's... the what's the faces are starting to like each other? Um, yeah, Peter and. Karen. Do they? Do, I mean, not to gossip, but do they like like each other? Or do you reckon they're just they're just well, jolly friends on a little expedition? She's looking lot... for a possible dead boyfriend. Well, ex fiance, right? Ah, uh, okay, that's not too bad then. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> well, they, they do that lingering look camera thing, so I feel like they, they're something going on there. Pushing. And also, him having, a, him having a leech on his knob, which brought them together. Yeah, <laughs> I think, but even Amy knows, and her mother knows when something's going on. So yeah, um, and then there's the. Tr- I mean, this film just kind of keeps going on. So there's the the, uh, the insurgents or whatever you want to call them, uh, the rocket launch in the plane, leech on a dick, tribes people attack. Don't attack. Yeah. Them, this but is when the tribes up. people turn up and they they invite them to come inside. They found a dead white man in the forest, but he's not dead. He's just really stressed out different levels of dead haven't they that's what monroe says don't worry they've got different levels of dead so he might not actually be dead he might be dead he's he's alive but is catatonic and they're doing like a ceremony to kind of like bring his spirit back to his body now could imagine if you were a a, a guy been on a expedition to find diamonds all your mates have been killed by gorillas and then you pass out and then you wake up and loads of people are doing a Naked Very well shim. choreographed, like dance <laughs> over you. You would. That goes too much. Lose it. Pretty much, yeah. pretty what, much happens? what happens is he goes, you know what? This is all too much for me. I'm just, I am gonna die. Yeah, he was on really, he was on really low health, like one two percent. Like he's, he's probably like, nice. if if someone if had I a health pack, it would have been alright. If I get a little scare now, if I see a gorilla having already had a bad experience with gorillas in this jungle. Me oh, yeah, that is pretty much what sends him over the edge. Oh, if I see a gorilla see with a backpack yeah. on, that's it. Even a different <laughs> coloured gorilla with a robot arm, then that's it for me. It's curtains. And it is curtains for him. He dies. 
Yeah. yeah, and then the tribe are like, well, it really is dead now. <laughs> like, he's dead. You ru- you, they ruined it. <laughs> we've, just bought, we've just brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just saved him. Um, so he dies. Um, and does he give any information? That no, he just, much. he just, he just goes, says, ah! ah! Gorillas! Well, <laughs> okay, so at least they know that. Oh, yeah, because they all turn and look at Amy and go, oop. Oh, was you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is... So he dies of fear, and then we get ready for the Jungle River cruise, and this is where we learn... Actually, we've already seen them do it, but we see their range here. So the mercenary force that Monroe has hired, also talented, talented singers. Yeah. yeah. So they've already been singing some, you know, some, like, local songs they already know. Uh, what is the song? But then um, Peter just does a couple of yeah, a couple of bars of California Dreams, and they they pick it up (laughs) and they run with it. It sounds good as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I we don't have enough shanties and things like that. I know it's a big thing on the socials right now, isn't it? With loads of videos of people doing sea shanties, but in Congo they were doing it first. I'd like a little adventure with people singing California Dream in the Jungle. Think it'd be nice. Sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they once again knock Amy out, pop another yeah. banana. Is it? I don't know if it's a banana, but they and then they get into the rafts and go white water rafting. Is that yeah. what it's called? They do a river cruise. Head into the it's deeper like part adventure, of the adventure holiday, uh, backpacking, parachuting, rapids. Yeah, like if if this if it hadn't been for this the white gorillas towards the end, mm. what an adventure you'd have to tell about your friends if you go on this little trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Pay good, you pay good money for this. Sure would. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And where do they end up after the rapids bit? Well, we we have the we have the trip on the rapids, and um, while we're on the while we're on the boat, we have another spot of horror <laughs> where we get the we get the we get the background of uh, Hamulka's life mm. growing up, and he tells of the horrors of growing up under the oppressive regime of the USSR. Now, I I can't comprehend how hard that must have been for him, <laughs> but um, yeah. he did learn. Um, from some treasures that he found about a ring that had the symbol of the city of Zinj. And he sort of reveals um, a little bit more about why he thinks that Amy is the, the key. But then that discussion is ruined when some rotten old hippos turn up. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a, the inspiration or precursor to a film like Lake Placid, classic horror yeah. movie. Has there been a horror movie? Has there ever been a hippo horror movie? There must be some hippo hippo horror. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Hippopotamus. Horror hippos. Oh, I don't know. There's all I can see is like uh, fan posters for a hungry hippos um, movie. Jesus Christ! The first one that came up for me was a big medium opinion article. Hollywood, it's time to make. A hippopotamus horror movie, so maybe there isn't any yet. Yeah, oh, I agree. Maybe it's maybe it's full on us guys to make it. 
Destiny is calling. This is the call to adventure. If you put like a watermelon in the mouth and they kind of pop it open. You seen that? Yeah. Impressive. No. Someone's head in there. <laughs> I've seen the opposite. There's that nature video about um, a hippo that had died and then all those animals that come over to get it. You need the hyenas to get into it for you. It's too tough otherwise. Oh. But the, the hippos are also too tough for this boat trip. And I don't think they kill anyone. They <laughs> that, was give... a, that was a great segue. That but they great... just... Um, I don't think they kill anyone. They just shake them up a bit, don't they? They knock someone into the water maybe, but he gets back in. Chomp a lot of stuff up, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I wonder why they added that. I don't know if that's in the book. It almost feels like they just added that as just like a, a little threat. Little, little, they didn't want to reveal. Just for the runtime. They didn't want to reveal my the big bag. One lying around. Big puppet hippo. Yeah, that's true. I got one in my garage. You could just get out for this oh, seat. Get the hippo. Um, stick a different head on that one from Ace Ventura 2, the rhino. <laughs> yeah. Jim's uh, still in there. Don't get him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can drive it for us. Um, but yeah, so they get they get past this one, and then this is where we first meet the the good gorillas of um, of the Congo. Oh, yeah. And Amy tries to you know go and go and say hello to them, but um, she faces the horror of being rejected in a social situation. Um, perhaps the most lonely and afraid anyone could feel. <laughs> Um, because they don't want to know about it because she's got a robot arm and speaks English. <laughs> and it's like, nah, not for us, sorry. Yeah, pass. Pass. Yeah. Um, and they're like silverback. Is Amy a silverback as well? Isn't silverback, the just the, isn't silverback just like the big boss? Like whoever is the boss of the gorillas, they get it a It's a great back hair. It's like gremlins, you know, the, the boss, you know the you know the you know the boss one has a stripe <laughs> of, of yeah. hair. That's how gorillas work as well. The it's, most pow- it's like gremlins, where the stripe oh, one yeah. is the leader. <laughs> gorillas, the most powerful one, gets a silver back. Yeah, that that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. 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 Um, um, he he doesn't want anything it, of it, so she's she's kind of rejected, and someone says, "Ah." Oh, doesn't belong in the human world because she's a gorilla. She doesn't belong in the gorilla world because she's a bit robot. Um... <laughs> Just take yeah. that off. You can take that off. You've got an arm under that. Yeah, but I like one it. Of, it one me. of them is trying to say it in a nice way. She doesn't belong anywhere in a kind of uh, reassuring way. But what they're saying is not reassuring at all. No, she doesn't yeah. belong anywhere, mate. <laughs> what are you going to do? Doesn't belong anywhere, and, and also that's that's quite a hurtful thing to say because it's established she at least has a rudimentary understanding of English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the one gorilla in the world you can yeah. hurt their feelings by being careless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, feelings. Yeah. My um, feelings. Also, that that's why he went there. So he must be disappointed as well. Yeah. Poor Peter. What a long way to go as well. Just be like, oh, thank God. Oh, and meanwhile, he's had a bit of a falling out with Karen because she was radioing Travis and Amy knocked the innocent (laughs) while she was just messing about, knocked over their thing. So then Travis like, another one of our teams has been eaten by gorillas. So he sends (laughs) another team and they get missiled. He does send another (laughs) team, doesn't he? That is like, God, that is just madness. He just sends them like, that I if I just keep sending teams over and over <laughs> and over again, 
Um, the entire telecommunications degree. industry Someone, has been killed in the Congo. <laughs> yeah. That's They're amazing. All They're all dead in the Congo. What did you send them there for? Well, you know. That equipment so find it... is made of chocolate or Meccano or something. It <laughs> yeah, collapses yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as it hits the grass. <laughs> it's what she does. She go. It's destroyed. It's like well, it just <laughs> fell over. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. The problem. This is why my industry needs that. This is why Travicom needs um, needs this laser, laser technology because yeah. because all of our current technology why is made out of need... tissue. Why does she need to video call? Why does she need to video call them? Surely if she had some sort of like satellite phone or something, she could have Text. just She's called them. They're one of those types. They've got to have the latest phone with the latest resolution camera. They can't just settle. It's always got to be bigger and better. How much this? How much that equipment cost? Well, a couple of hundred uh, thousand dollars. Just literally goes like that. It's completely destroyed. <laughs> and also... when, when it looks at it, it's not like it's like snapped in two. So every single component has been separated from the other component. All the just wires are separated. <laughs> yeah. but, but also, Can you right, try and fix it? I, I will, you know, I'll, I'll own this. Not been to the Congo myself. Been, been to other jungles in my time, though, and I'd hope they're similar. The floor, quite soft. Not paved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this little bit of paving here. The one little bit of paving in the, in the jungle I've decided. All of the Congo. That's right. Set up. Oh, I flat surface with my little satellite here, but um, yeah, it's it, it's it's broken. So I guess this is the whole reason. So the setup is also the solution. So Amy knocks over that one. So he needs to send another plane just so there'll be a cache of like of of equipment for them to get to later, I suppose. Yeah. But they they reach yeah. the camp of of Charlie and his team, only to find that all the bodies are gone. So. The gorillas have tidied them away. <laughs> the gorillas have acted like Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid, but they don't want other people to find the bodies, so they've stored them away in like filing cabinets or lockers or something out the way, so no one finds them. Well, yeah. the tri- the tribe had that one guy. I imagine the tribe may- maybe just collected the others as well. Oh, we found him later. We're all right. They are. They have been literally. They have really been tidied. Why was the other guy? Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Why was the other guy so far away from the rest of them? They had to go by boat to get to the camp. Maybe he almost escaped, but I don't know. Maybe he fell in the river and floated along. Hippo carried him. Got him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they find the lost city of Zinge, which isn't that lost at all, really. Yeah, it's quite. You know, it's quite in the open it's not like i mean when charlie and his mate went there they had to swim under a little waterfall to find it they just find it like around a corner like over there it's not it's not hidden it's not hidden city is lost it's not where it's like they they thought they knew where where it was but they don't (laughs) but yeah so it's just there um City of Zinge. I like it in the Wikipedia description. It's just called the City of Zinge. It's not called the Lost City of Zinge at this point. Because it's found. They got it. Well, I guess by the time the Wikipedia article was written, after the film, been located. What is the Lost City of Zinge meant to be like, um, you know, a parallel of what's, there's like a real Lost City, right? That, well, yeah. Lost City of Z. Is that it? Lost City of Z. Is that the real one? Oh yeah, Lost City of Z. I've heard of that before. I thought that was fictional. That might be fictional as well. One one upsmanship. So like everyone talks (laughs) about 
Like, you know, El Dorado, the lost city of gold. What's better than gold? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamonds. <laughs> Diamonds. What are you going to say? What's better than gold? Zinge? <laughs> what is zinc. zinge? Oh, zinc. The lost city of zinc. Uh, so yeah, they find that it. That makes more sense for telecommunications. Probably good for the wiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Karen. <laughs> you get uh, your diamonds. So yeah, they, they find it. They go in. Uh, they find like the rest of the bodies, pretty much, don't they? Before they find the bodies, they find the first clue of Charles, and they find a Hershey's wrapper. Karen's immediately like, oh, yeah. "Charles is the only American I know that eats Hershey's chocolate. I better go and find him." <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got to be um, it. He's littering. Not only is he just coming here nicking diamonds, he's littering in the, the Lost City that, of Zinge. That, that's why the wedding fell through. Yeah. <laughs> just littering. They were, looking at, they, were looking at, they were looking at venues and he dropped a chocolate wrapper and she was like, God <sighs> sake, Charles, you bastard. <clears throat> I'm going to break up with you, okay. but still continue to work for your father. I'm going to break up oh, with wow. you, but if you're lost in... I don't know, the Congo or somewhere like that, I will come to try and find you. Don't worry. Uh, Lost City of Z, well, it may not be real, uh, but it's, you know, there's a real account of a guy thinking it's real. Uh, but it's in uh, Brazil. So same one. <laughs> it's not real, yeah. but there's an account of a guy thinking it's real. That's good, <laughs> That's good enough for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, and while, while they're in the Lost City, we get the first... Well, we do see it, but we don't see it up close and in detail at this stage because they do that weird thing where everything kind of goes shaky in slow motion, don't they? Yeah, um, this is the bit I thought, oh, like, yeah. the bit that goes, when, the, when they're getting attacked, because before that, sorry, we have a couple of people outside getting attacked. This is where Richard is outside with Claude from Mombasa. And he says, oh, what's your name? That's Claude. Oh, you're from Mombasa. Oh, Claude's an unusual name for someone from Mombasa. And he's like, you have been to Mombasa? And he's like, no, so what the fuck do you know then, mate? And that walks off. <laughs> Awkward! Like, you're thinking, <laughs> more like bloody Mombasa, where you live, isn't it, mate? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, we've only got a couple of minutes left to live, because uh, Grey Gorilla's turned up. Yeah, Grey Gorilla's turned up, and then I, we, we, well, we find out they kill Claude in a minute, but they leave Richard again, just alive enough, this is a technique they'd already used on this other man, they kill him quite a lot, but leave him with enough being alive left to just run in to yeah. the lost city of Zinge. Spread the word, to, essentially. To scream at all the others and then drop down dead. The grey gorillas work a lot like Batman, where fear is... They want to yeah. control people by fear. That's what of they're course, doing. Of course, because they are, as we learn shortly, they are the guards of... The lost city of Zinge and the diamonds, and they live so, in little caves. Yeah, so they must, like Batman, have thought that criminals are by their very nature cowardly and superstitious. So just to frighten them. Yeah, yeah. It. I like how they're they're kind of like silverbacks, but they're silverback fronts, legs, arms, and heads. They're silver, <laughs> they're silver rolls. Silver rolls. The thing is, they don't look as like physically intimidating as perhaps they could. They do look a bit scrawny and and yeah, sort of Yeah. Manky, mangy. Yeah, they look a bit mangy. Yeah. They don't mm. look like they'd have like at one point somebody says, I never saw a gorilla move like that. I think that was Captain Monroe. And yeah. it's like they're what, really like, all in slow <laughs> Yeah, all in <laughs> slow motion and slightly wibbly wobbly. <laughs> yeah. Like, doing yeah, the they... robot. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like how they live in like beehive type things, like little caves as well. 
A little village. Yeah. Oh, wait, so... Go on, sorry, Richard Andrew. drops down dead. Then they was Claude's head at them because he's he's they've had that away. Yeah. And then they then they do the bit where they move they move awkwardly and there's like a little bit of a gunfight. And this is where I mentioned at the top there, I feel like there might exist another cut of this movie where it isn't it isn't weirdly done, and that that would maybe bump up your certificate and make it a more violent horror film. Do yeah. You think that exists. So you're saying Maybe. this isn't a horror yeah. film, but there might be a cut somewhere that exists that makes it a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, this, Without uh, those slow bits, yeah. Uh, ben, I've told you about the horrors of the USSR. You, <laughs> <laughs> growing up and there so, would have been hard. And social awkwardness, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm remembering it, I'm racking it up. So many horrors, political unrest. Um, it's like yeah. hieroglyphics, right? It, like Egyptian-looking hieroglyphics on the walls. Mm. What Was they, um, they were saying... Like, we are they, watching you or something? Yeah, like the, the, whoever the owners were before, were watching yeah, so the silverbacks, silver. Whoever, whoever the owners were before had like trained some gorillas to like guard somewhere, and then at some point, the gorillas had turned on them and gone fuck this, mate. I mean, you're not, I'm not getting. Did they just like did the? Is it just that the teachers that trained the gorillas are gone? Okay, yeah, maybe the gorillas have just they've just lived with that as the rules of their society that. You whip people's eyes out and kill them if they come here to the city of Zinj. Yeah, and I mean that's fair enough, isn't it? I'm completely on board with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they all make it outside, um, and then this is where they have the the scene from Aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they stole it. Surely. Yeah, this was after Aliens, right? Yeah. They set up like a laser grid. <laughs> oh yeah. A laser grid and motion <laughs> trackers, and then they can blast away at things. But again, who, gorillas... who had this? This is from her communications company. This no, this is from the second crew, wasn't it? The ones who got um, shot out of the sky. They had all that stuff, didn't they? Is that yeah, right, Andy? Or to, or, well, someone did. Either it's in it's in some of their boxes anyway, but it, whether it's the resupply or not. But they've got like... All you've got to do is just knock it over. If it's anything like the phone thing she was using, just knock it over and it'll well, they, crumble they to do. dust. They, they was like a coconut at it or something, knock it over and almost shoot everyone. <laughs> was a, co- was a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> did the coconuts grow in the jungle? Or did they, they, they was something at it and knock they it were, over. Yeah. I mean, coconut century. Coconut century. Um... So yeah, this scene, this bit feels a bit you know, like unnecessary and over the top, you know, with the shooting lasers and and uh, uh, machine guns at the gorillas. The gorillas, they're so smart. They're testing it. They're but testing it for weak points. Yeah, like the raptors. Like the raptors, just like the raptors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of taking bits from other movies and just sort of shoving them in. Um, yeah. Wait, so they're forced back inside. Right into Zinch again. How does how did he go back in? So it's the next morning, basically. Um, they they get up in the morning. They've had a, a night of waiting for all this, waiting for all this stuff, and then I think they're just going to go. Does Amy leaves, um, and she goes and I think Peter gets up in the morning, and goes to have a look, and Amy has made friends with those gorillas. I think is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so Amy Amy has gone and made up with the actual actual gorillas and they think, right, it's just time to go now. Like it's morning. The dead gorillas that were machine gunned have been cleaned up because they've tidied up their bodies as well. 
Um, but they, they need to find a way to get out of there because everything is fucked and the volcano is rumbly as well. So, Oh, there's a volcano as well on top yeah, of everything. Yeah, so they're, they're going to have to go. Happening. But Hamulka is missing. So they run into the area again and they find he's there absolutely filling his pockets with diamonds. <laughs> and they're just, they're um, just like lying around, you know. They're just... Uh... Rude yeah, not just, to take them. They're just all over. They're just all over the floor for something that those gorillas thought was so bloody precious. They leave them lying about, don't they? Anyone would think they just they don't even care about them. Yeah, get, so rude. Get, getting lost, but they do care about them, and they the 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 grey gorillas they rock up in daylight this time, as the volcano is beginning to rumble, and they t- they attack. Mister Hamulka gets it first. They um. A gorilla chases after him and gives him a little kidney punch, which takes him down. Yeah. And, and then, then he they like all smashes his face with a rock. Big, no, his fists. They all do yeah. big fist punches on his they head. Fist, and, they uh, fist him. They fist him to death. It's horrific. Yeah. Smash him uh, to custard. So um, I guess what we just say, like, this is where it goes into what could potentially be a horror movie because they do look quite terrifying. Their yeah. faces are messed up and you know they're murdering people even I've though I've made a note here that says that this film became a horror movie at one hour fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well it still became yeah. a horror movie, you know? Yeah, that's why it's in brackets. So they um they they beat up Hamulka, they're killing the other random characters left, right and centre, but thankfully none of our main three um yeah. our heroes run into like an, an antechamber and Laura Liddy points out that there is a that it's a geode, which is a giant diamond, yeah. which I don't think it is. Isn't a geode a totally different thing to a diamond? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's a big old diamond in a in a rock, though, isn't it? There we go. And she and she tells um, Monroe to buy them a couple of minutes because she is going to get this laser. And while she's <laughs> doing that, Monroe is buying himself about a minute, but Peter roly polies into the middle of the gorillas like an absolute pulse. Yeah. Um, then they get yeah. like grabbed and like sort of Yeah, they they, they jostle they jostle him, they slurp him off and they're gonna give him a <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> give yeah. him the same the same fist punch treatment they gave we're to We're gonna Mr. give Hamilton. you the same fist we gave to Tim Curry, alright? You wait. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fist you good and proper mate. But before they can do that, who should return? But Amy with her robot glove. Yeah. What did she say? Stinky apes or something like that. Ugly gorillas. Fuck you, gorillas. Ugly gorillas. gorillas. Do one, go do away. one, do one. Yeah. Yeah. Gorillas. Quack, gorillas. <laughs> Quack, gorillas. Quack, gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I think Monroe says, they don't know what to make of it. So like, they're trying to say that the grey gorillas are backing off because they're just like... They're, they're like... Confused. But at the same time, you know, if they were that vicious, they'd just go, rip her head off. Well, well, I guess they're going through their playbook. So when they were trained by King Solomon's boys back in the day, they were like, yeah. right, you see a person, you you give them the fist in. You see yes. one of the gorillas, because we find some of the, we find the cave, don't we? They've been killing regular gorillas too. It's like, if you see them, you kill them, you put their bones here. Didn't cover robots. Robots weren't invented <laughs> in King Solomon's days. If they meet a robot gorilla that speaks English like a person... Like, what what plan do I do? do? What do we do, mate? I've got no idea. <laughs> One of the girls, we were trained for this, damn it! <laughs> Retreat! Retreat! Um, but another thing they weren't ready for, um, so they didn't know anything about robot gorilla 
gorillas that speak English. As we learn shortly, they don't know very much about lava. The third thing they don't know much about dealing with, massive lasers. Because Laura Linney turns up locked and loaded. She puts this, um, oh, she finds the laser, I guess. Because the pile of yeah. dead bodies that have been tidied up are all there. And posed on top of it, holding the laser gun, is their old mate Charles. Yeah, kind of looks like um, Ash when he's possessed. Yeah, it's got like a similar kind of appearance. Uh, uh, the sunken neck and stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's... So um, thankfully, though, she grabs his laser, puts the puts a diamond in it, and that gives it the power to mince some apes. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that that they live. They live basically in a volcano, right? Or on a volcano, or near a volcano. It seems yeah. like they live in it. Like, they literally have no idea how lava works. They're like, well, if the lava's there, it looks lovely and warm. Jump into it. <laughs> sort of jump into that boiling tango that is, that is coming through. They <laughs> we were just like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm oh. sick of it. Harry's yeah. had his arm lasered off. I'm just going to jump in this fire. It is interesting, though, because they do... And again, I've not been close to lava, but... If you notice, when the lava gets near them, they kind of catch fire and then fall. I guess you catch fire if you got quite close to lava. I think, but it's I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to test it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so they get, I mean, fancy, fancy going there at that time when a volcano was just yeah. about to go off. Can you it's imagine if, terrible bad if luck, Peter bad and co had, you know, it took them a bit longer to get their visas, so they travelled a week later... They would get there, and that would just be gone. Yeah. They'd have had an uneventful trip dropping Amy off at the jungle. Exactly. They'd never found the city of Zinge. Karen probably would have been like, oh, Charles is probably where that volcano went off, so lost cause, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they, they make their way out. They escape. I think they don't lose anyone else. I think we've just got Monroe, Karen, Peter, just, and Amy now. Just, just the four yep. of them left. They yeah. almost fall off a cliff, but Amy saves him, and then they laser a tree down for them to run across to yeah. escape. A little bit of mild peril to end. Yeah. Very nice. And then, uh, so all the, all the killer apes are dead at that point, I think, uh, and Amy decides to live with the normal gorillas. Even after seeing all of those killer ones, she still yeah. likes gorillas. Um, I don't know. I kind of thought like maybe she wouldn't watch it now. I thought maybe she would stay with Peter, but and not, I've not heard about the jungle anymore because all the bad apes yeah. are dead. But what about Doom she... and cigars? Well, yeah, going to be maybe, no, no... maybe take Doom and cigars to those gorillas and teach them. Yeah, they do say at some point maybe she should. She could teach other gorillas. So maybe when they go back a year or two later, there'll just be a city all... there. <laughs> yeah, they'll be in the city of Zinch. They've turned it into like a yeah. internet cafe. The modern, the <laughs> modern city of Zinch. And as you know, Luke, you're a you're a computer guy. You can have Doom running on anything, can't you? I bet it runs on a arm, a robot arm. <laughs> you can run on anything, mate. Run on an iPod. Wasn't, it, it, wasn't yeah. it on the news quite recently that someone had Doom running on a pregnancy test? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you can pretty much run it on anything, Sounds yeah. amazing. If you've got a MacBook with a new touch bar, I'm pretty sure people have got it working on the touch bar. So you can play Doom on the on a little sliver of, of screen. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so 
Amy's arm, even in 1995, I don't think is a big stretch. Yeah, true. But um, she stays in the downed in the downed um, plane. There is a hot air balloon, which Cipher mentioned he couldn't get earlier on, but they managed it in the second shipment. And they are yeah. taking the hot air balloon out there. And then who should phone up but our old mate Travis? And can he can he can he keep up the facade about caring about his son? This guy's just addicted Absolutely to lasers. Absolutely. <laughs> lasers. Tell me about the lasers. Oh, just Tell me about the bloody lasers. Lady. Got any lasers for me? His <laughs> son's dead. Did he die by a laser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the diamonds? And she points out to him calmly and fairly. Um, told you, mate. If I had the inclination that you preferred lasers to your son, <laughs> I was going to make you sorry. And um, he goes, oh, didn't mean it. He goes, too late. I'm going to put in the phone number of this satellite. Because apparently <laughs> your, phone number, your phone number is just your coordinates. Um, and, um, and then she's going to fire it. And she does it. And she blows up his satellite with his laser. And he was um, on that satellite, right? That was his base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, despite, you know, he's double ruined now because he hasn't got his laser. He hasn't got his satellite, which was like their cash cow for now. And his, um, you know, he's lost at least a couple of expeditions worth of people. I guess the only saving grace is that his staff bill might be lower, having lost so many employees, but um, it's only going to keep him going for a short time. Yeah, yeah. And then she asks Peter to just waz the diamond out of the out of the hot air balloon, and he does. And this is the diamond that they actually lost that they couldn't Someone return. Someone threw it off of air balloon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how, they, how that was planned. Like, we'll go th- we'll find it. <laughs> nah, just throw it down into that junk well we'll get it it's shiny in it you know we'll find it yeah. they said to mr hamulka the real one who was running the diamond company oh i haven't lost it i know where it is yeah so it's in that jungle <laughs> last diamond of zinge yeah <laughs> um minge <laughs> okay so uh i've got a game for you guys to play um i couldn't do a name game because congo is quite difficult i mean apart from umbonga that's a bad drink uh so i figured what we do instead uh, i've got some taglines from different monkey movies so you just have to say what the monkey movie is from the tagline if one of them is dunstan checks in (laughs) then (laughs) patreon episode is go then that is the next episode, okay? I'm saying that before this rhyme begins. Okay. <laughs> All right, number one. Um, where you are the endangered species. thought that was Congo. Yeah, Congo. Congo. Correct, correct. Yeah. Get on okay. the danger, endangered species list. <laughs> That's a laser. Lasers! Uh, lasers. Number two. The world's most aggressive primate just got mad. Just got mad. Is it Shakma? Is it Shakma? Yeah, yeah. it is Shakma. Yeah, yeah. Um, number three. <laughs> we don't belong here. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. 
the end of it. It's not Planet of the Apes, no. Plapes. Um, we don't belong here. Is it Kong Skull Island? It is Kong Skull Island, yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? Is it called Kong Skull Island? Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Kong it's close enough. Colon Skull Island. <laughs> no, it's not the Skull Kong Island Skull. that looks like it. Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. <laughs> yes, it's Kong Skull Island. Very nice. Okay, number four. Most startling picture since the talkies. King Kong. <laughs> King, King Kong, Kong yeah. Sure, In the 30s. Um, next one. In the land of beauty, wonder, and danger, she would follow a dream, fall in love, and risk her life to save a mountain, save the mountain gorillas from extinction. Gorillas oh, in the mist? Gorillas in the mist, yeah. Oh, you keep There's something in the mist. It's gorillas. It's gorillas. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay, the next one. 20th Century Fox wants you to go ape. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's not a very good tagline, I don't think. No, it's terrible. <laughs> 20th Century Fox wants me to. What the fate <laughs> of the planet? Uh, next one. Uh, big meets bigger. Rampage. Yeah, you're, you're good at these. Uh, and the last one. I, I googled monkey movies like not so long ago. It's true. <laughs> do i pull the trigger okay the last one he's about to turn a five-star hotel into a free <laughs> could it be dunstan checks in it is dunstan checks oh in oh my god um so i, I guess i think we've stretched the confines of horror hangout as a podcast by including congo as an episode, if we into, if I wasn't we a second ago Dunstan saying we're definitely in. doing Dunson checks in as a movie. <laughs> Believe me, if I we think... do Dunson checks in, we may lose all credibility as a horror movie podcast. But I think if we, if if we're gonna do, if the people demand it, get in get in touch on the socials, and if the people demand it, we'll do it as a special episode on a different. <laughs> I want to get a T-shirt for. I want to get Ben to make us some T-shirts that says Dunson checks in as a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Or if if enough of you edit the Wikipedia page to make it stick, <laughs> I would like to know if Dunstan checks in has been mentioned so much on a podcast that isn't about Dunstan checks in checks in because we mention it a lot. Checks in checks in. <laughs> there was a period of time when I was in like I think year seven when Dunstan checks in was at the cinema, where between a group of kids in my form, that was like you know. If you're calling someone an idiot, all right, Dunstan, checking in, are you? <laughs> Jesus. Hush. Absolutely um, out. So we'll, we'll see about that. But Ben is definitely doing a solo episode about Dunstan yeah. checks in. I might have to do. I mean, I'm definitely going to have to watch it, I think, just because, you know, I haven't thought about it so much in so long. Yeah, okay. We, you let us know how you find it, I guess. It, it was only a year after Kong go as well it was almost like i mean what a double bill it would be watching congo and then dunson checks in in many ways it's a good it'll be a good double bill because one is about a gorilla raised in the city going back to the jungle mm -hmm. dunston a wild animal moving to a hotel the, which everyone knows famously the opposite of uh of the jungle is a hotel i'm not gonna lie i don't remember dunston checks in at all I don't. I remember there's definitely it. a scene where he's like wearing a like a fedora or something, and I think he's in a wheelchair. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, a fedora. I don't remember. That. <laughs> yeah. 
And you're the expert. And, uh, what's his name is in it as well? Uh, Dunstan? No. God, what's his name? <laughs> He's not in it. <laughs> what's uh, Pee Wee Her- What's Pee Wee Herman dude's name? Is it Pee Wee Herman? Herman. That's <laughs> <laughs> just his name, isn't it? Paul so. Rubens. Oh, he's actually got a real name. <laughs> Paul Rubens is in Dunstan Checks In as like the animal catcher. Oh, there you go. I mean, it sounds um, unmissable, doesn't it? Just... My Google search just asked if I'm a robot. Mine's that recently as well. <laughs> That's what happens when you start Googling Dunstan Checks In. It goes, hang on a minute, the algorithm's after me again. Um, just to round off on trivia, guys, I pulled up how many acting credits Frank Welker, Man of Monkey Noises, has. Do you want to hazard a guess? Oh, let's say 120. It's a good guess. Uh, Luke, how many how many acting roles has Frank Welker got on his on his IMDb? 101. 861 <laughs> credits. Jesus Christ in heaven. He was Shao Kahn he must... in Mortal Kombat. He was, he's everyone. He must be rolling in it. Or is he dead? It depends on the part and what it calls for. Well, it depends on the part, yeah. It's true. Megatron's voice is, is the lot. Really? That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we need to rate this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that bit. Um, <clears throat> are we rating it strictly as a film or as a horror film? I guess we're just rating it as a film, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same um, thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same, same thing. Um, well, yeah, I've got a lot of love for this film. It's still fun. Um, no matter how many times I come back to it. Uh, and Amy is like, yeah, she's the star of the show. Ernie Hudson's a badass. Uh, there are lasers. There's skydiving, okay, rocket launchers, uh, Tim Curry doing an accent, yeah. hippos. I mean, the list goes the music. on. Cake. Yeah. I'll give it an A. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Well, I've marked it on my, on my letterbox account. I've given it 7 out of 10, so 3.5 stars. But... The more I think about it, like I always enjoy it. Every time I go back to it, I enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. what, what else can I give it? But an A. Anything else would be not fair, right? An A. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Go on with strong A. Um, Andy. <laughs> don't, don't you also, don't let I'm me also, down. Also, attempt just to blitz across with A's, like just like Ben, but like, yeah. You know, I'll admit, like, when we watch this, the true horror elements, despite the political unrest and the nightmares and the opening scenes, it probably doesn't venture towards horror until the action really ramps up and gorillas are popping people's eyes out at the end. Um, but, like Ben says, I enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um I won't go quite as high as Ben because I would just love to see a version without that shaky cam. Really, really go for it. I'm going to put it out here. You know what? Remake Congo, Hollywood, you cowards. (laughs) Give us the the true... Give us the the, the true R-rated Congo experience that, if anything, this podcast has showed that the people, literally tens of people worldwide... It is a sort of remake boot, like halfway between. Have 
uh, Ernie Hudson come back. Monroe come back as a, a character who's got to go back there. It's, it's, it's all there. Then you can find Amy, not Amy, but Amy's uh, children or something. They're all talking. There's like a whole tribe of monkeys doing sign language at them. Oh, and they're the good gorillas that fight against the the manky ones. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you, anyway, Hollywood, you cowards. I'm still going to give... Also, there's an expensive diamond out there in that jungle. Go make a film and you might find it. And you can use it for a laser. Lasers now <laughs> be twice the size. Yeah. Twice the thickness. Got the heft of that laser. <laughs> um, or oh, maybe Amy's built it into a glove. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> um, I am still going to give Congo for how much I unironically love its foolishness and madness. Still a B. What a time. I, uh... as, a, as a horror movie, I wouldn't go anywhere as high as I just did. But as a, a movie, went, it's a good rem- time. Rem- Reminding you, you went A. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stick by that. Okay. I'll stick by that. I'm not going back on it. Cool. Let's see um, what disrespect you've got for it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like A plus. I was tricking you, Ben. I was, uh... I... Part of me thinks, like, if I didn't have the nostalgia factor, would this film be any good at all? Like, to someone watching with fresh eyes, I don't know if I don't know if it would, but I like it. I watched it so many times, and it doesn't get old. It's nice to put on. It doesn't blow me away. I put it to you, Luke, that if someone's watching this with fresh eyes and they don't enjoy it, I did. They deserve for a gorilla to pull those eyes out of their head. <laughs> get their head smashed. Get their head smashed yeah, off. Fisted. <laughs> you better like it so you get your head smashed off. Jesus. Yeah. I uh I was gonna I mean I had it a bit a little bit lower than this, but I don't know, it's fun. I'll give it a C. Oh ABC. <laughs> ABC That's why that's why you were so surprised it went for an A. You <laughs> Dog, <laughs> you dirty dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we do next week again? Uh, <laughs> the Jackson, apparently. Uh, that was oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll get it organised. Get just get it. Uh, let's see where I can stream it, and then we'll discuss it. Uh, officially on the list for next week, we've got People Under the Stairs. Where's Craven? Okay. Yeah. So I've never actually seen it. Yeah, I don't I think know. we've got nobody confirmed guess wise either. Andy, do you want to join us for this one? Yeah, I'm around. What else am I doing? <laughs> We've had so much fun this week. I think it's only fair you come back again because uh, we'll Dunstan checks in. And if everyone can watch, film. how about this then? Watch Dunstan checks in as well, and then we can discuss that on the podcast. I mean, you don't all have to, but I will. Should we do it? At, should, we'll, I tell you what, we'll we'll do it at the end. Therefore, in case it's anyone's first episode, they're not mistaken. Yeah. That sounds good to me, yeah. And as okay, a little cool. bonus discussion, Dustin, Dustin checks in. I guess if you say okay. it in the right tone, it could sound like a horror movie. Dunstan checks in. With like never. But will he check out? Oh, when Dunstan checks in, you might check out. <laughs> oh, I like it. Fuck you up. <laughs> good time. Cool. All right. Um, deal let's uh <laughs> do that uh, thanks for listening uh if you enjoyed the show you can join our facebook group horror hangout board of advisors 
and you can go and say hello to people there. We are people and we are there. Uh, thanks to Kovac Camera for free music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Um, maybe give us a rating or review in iTunes if you if you fancy that. If you're so inclined. Uh, yeah, if you could, just please, that'd be lovely. Anywhere How will else? people find this fabulous, fabulous <laughs> episode? I think the best way to start a long-term relationship with this podcast: encourage more of our nonsense, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, if, missed, if we haven't discussed any certain monkey movies tell us what your favourite monkey movie is tell us if there's another monkey horror movie out there that's worth watching because I want to know and if you know about a hippo <laughs> horror movie then by all means yeah or touch. if not help us fund the first hippo horror movie yeah Patreon this is available if Patreon, we make yeah. Well, have we got a have we got a tier on Patreon, Luke, by which we'll make a hippo horror movie? I'll add one for a million dollars, just a one-off yeah. payment. The, yeah. the reward is you never know. A, a Hollywood Stan Winston hippo horror movie. There might be a philanthropist like Tim Curry lurking around <laughs> looking for his next opportunity, and he just happens to come across that Patreon. Yeah. Jason Blum thinks, "Oh, new podcast. I'll uh, see what's on about." <laughs> You've got to put yourself out there. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, thanks to my co-hosts for being right how dudes. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you very much, Andy. It's been a pleasure. Lovely to see you as always, guys. Cool. That's done. All right. Until next time. Bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.